0: What's up ladies and gentlemen we are live and I know what you're thinking but Nick you said that you were sick you said on telegram you're not going to work today I know I know what I said but I rarely stick to whenever I say I'm going to take a break I need a day off I never can stick to it I just can't stay away from you guys so I'm all hopped up on Dayquil. you'll have to excuse me if I have to clear my throat and cough once in a while but I got a good show for you guys okay tomorrow is a very big day. It's when they're going to you know, vote on who's the next House Speaker. And pretty much uh, most of us have conceded to the fact that Mr. Kevin McSwampy is probably going to be the next House Speaker, but there is a covert operation to prevent this from happening, and it's very interesting. So we're going to talk about that and get into detail there. And I also want to cover something that is absolutely of no surprise to me, and probably not to you either. But it appears that the Democrats, the left's version of Truth Social, that they're all flocking to since Elon uh, acquired Twitter, appears to be completely flooded with child pornography. And so, again, no surprise there. But I want to get into the details, and I also have several other stories to cover for you guys. It's going to be a great show. But first, a message from our sponsor, Goldco. Guys, listen. The last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%, the U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet, while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%, and silver rocketed over 2,400%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation? That's why I want you to visit nicklovesgold.com, because when you do... You'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, you could get up to $10,000 in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity, so don't miss what could be your best opportunity to protect your retirement savings. Visit nicklovesgold.com. That's nicklovesgold.com. All right. Yes, please go to nicklovesgold.com and get your free IRS loophole kit because the economy is not going to get any better anytime soon. Inflation... It's only getting started, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden's out there saying that you know we're shattering records with the stock market. I, I mean, what world are you living in, poopy pants? Because we've seen the worst year since 2008. So if they're telling you that the economy is doing great right now, it means it's going to get a lot worse. And you definitely want to do everything you can to protect your wealth, protect your retirement. <clears throat> so it is the new year. Today's January 2nd. And I haven't had a chance to tell you all Happy New Year. I hope you enjoyed your holiday. I certainly did. I spent, well, I've been sick, but I played a lot of video games, something that I haven't done in a long time. And it was just nice to do something for myself and chill for a little bit. Um, but I, you know, I think that uh, it's pretty safe to say that 2023 is going to be a lot of the same crap that we've been dealing with for the past couple of years. I wish I could tell you all that, you know, new year, we're all going to turn a new leaf and everything's going to get better. We're all going to sing Kumbaya. And uh, it's just, I just don't think that's going to happen. And, (laughs) you know, so I hate, I'm not trying to start off on a bad, bad note, but uh, look, we got a lot of problems on our hands and the, the deep state, the globalists, they are in full swing right now with the New World Order Agenda, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. And we have a massive resistance, but it is, they're not going to stop, okay? Things may have to get worse before they get better. And so, you know, to, just to start off the new year, we have radical uh, socialist Lula in Brazil was sworn in yesterday. And this is a massive disappointment to a lot of people that were watching the Brazil situation, hoping that the military would step in. But Bolsonaro said the military is not on his side. So it's a great day for Klaus Schwab and, and the globalists. And I also have this for you guys. Uh, this, if you if you really want to get pissed off, then take a look at this tweet. Governor-elect Katie Hobbs says tomorrow morning, which is today. This was posted. Yeah, this was posted yesterday says tomorrow morning I will be sworn in as the 24th governor of Arizona and our state had a shining message this evening. 2023 is off to a beautiful start. There she is standing before a gigantic rainbow just to signal that, you know, uh, we are going <laughs> to, you know, to, to signal the, the the radical Marxist agenda, the LGBTQ uh, cult is, you know, sending messages in the sky you know, celebrating that Katie Hobbs, the illegitimate Soros puppet, is going to be sworn in as governor today. So it's a great day for Marxists and communists. It's also a great day for illegals that want to flood the border. And it's a great day for the drug trafficking cartels uh, because they're going to be making buku bucks. Unless, of course, Kerry Lake can, um, you know, win this appeal in either the, the uh, appellate court or Arizona Supreme Court. And of course, uh, I think that there is absolutely a shot. There's absolutely a chance. But man, after what we saw with that judge, what was it, Thomason? Man, I, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to p- peddle no hopium here. But my stance is that Carrie Lake's chance. I mean, her case is absolutely rock solid. She, without a doubt, proved that the election was stolen. But man, this court system is just one freaking disappointment after another. So. <clears throat> Yeah, a couple of uh, a couple things just to piss us off there right, uh, right in the beginning of the show, but I do have something good for you. Mr. Elon Musk says that the Fauci files will be released later this week. So it's going to... He says, uh, hope you're having a great day yesterday on the first uh, New Year's. One thing's for sure, it won't be boring. Juanita Broderick said, waiting for Fauci files, and Elon Musk tweeted back later this week. So we've got something to look forward to. You know, he was dropping some bombs last week about Fauci. He, you know, highlighted the fact that uh, Fauci, he was a big supporter of gain of function and published a a research paper in 2012 talking about how great it is. He exposed that gain of function is really just, you know, creating a bioweapon. And he also exposed that Fauci's wife is part of the NIH the bioethics uh, part of the NIH, who oversees and and makes policy for Fauci to abide by in terms of ethics. So (laughs) it's like, again, the fox guarding the henhouse. He exposed this to the world stage. And also that Fauci's daughter was in a big, uh, powerful position at Twitter. So we know that there's a Slack communication channel, which was called Fans of Fauci, And we know that he has all those messages and how the the operatives within Twitter and the proxies within Twitter were running cover and, and changing the narrative to protect Fauci from all of his crimes. So we know that he's got the goods. We know that he's got the receipts and it's going to be very interesting. I cannot wait for that one. That's the big one we've all been waiting for. Okay, so next up, I want to talk about this. Uh, I I always go on Elon's Twitter and just see what's he talking about today, you know, because he never really disappoints. There's always something interesting going on on Elon's Twitter, and so he responded to this tweet here where Donald Trump was talking about, you know, the sabotage of the Red Wave in the midterms, and so Donald Trump truthed this out, and Ian Miles uh, Chong screenshotted it and reposted it. Ian Miles Chong says, Donald Trump says that Republicans lost the midterms because of pro-lifers who got their wishes granted by the Supreme Court and didn't bother voting. Do you agree? Elon Musk says, mostly accurate, to be honest. So look, Elon Musk is saying Donald Trump is mostly accurate with this truth right here. Now, let me read the truth. Donald Trump said, it wasn't my fault that the Republicans didn't live up to expectations in the midterms. I was 233 and 20 It was the, quote, abortion issue poorly handled by many Republicans, especially those that firmly insisted on no exceptions, even in the case of rape, incest or life of the mother that lost large numbers of voters. Also, the people that pushed so hard for decades against abortion got their wish from the U.S. Supreme Court and just plain disappeared not to be seen again. Plus, Mitch, (laughs) Mitch, stupid money, Mitch, stupid dollars. And uh, so Elon Musk agrees with this and I find this very interesting. I mean, look, what we know is it wasn't abortion. It wasn't January 6th. It was freaking election fraud. It's kind of weird that Donald Trump is is taking the stance of what happened in the midterms because are we are we ignoring the fact that elections are stolen? Did we not see what happened in Arizona? Uh, you know, and if it happened to Kerry Lake, it also happened to Blake Masters? Now, I know that there these are contributing factors. I even talked about this myself. I said that, you know, like, I'm pro-life, okay? I think abortion is a terrible, terrible thing that, you know, I, I just wish it never happened. But the reality is the overwhelming vast majority of the country believes, and I mean, this is, this is just statistics, the overwhelming vast majority believes believes that in cases of rape incest or if the mother's life is at risk that you know those situations warrant uh the the woman to have a choice in that situation and so i said that the, the the republicans did not campaign effectively and that is just a fact you had every single second on on the television there were ads being run that so and so republican uh you know he believes that your daughter should have to carry her rapist baby. Your daughter, you know, if if her life is at risk, she should die. And this was happening like every single commercial break across the country. And the Republicans really didn't do anything to effectively combat that. They didn't put out, you know, uh, factual information that that could have, you know, a, a counter narrative. Not at all. They didn't even bother, and they just allowed this and uh the reality is it it was a contributing factor, and I even had a little conspiracy theory that this the you know Scotus overturning Roe v Wade was like a big plot to give the Democrats a platform in the midterms as they're you know they're completely gushing blood given the economy, given the border, given the crime, and they needed something to talk about they needed something to deflect from all their failures. And so SCOTUS overturning Roe v. Wade and all these trigger laws, you know, you had you had people taking this uh, bait, taking this narrative and believing it that, you know, there's there's going to be women having to carry their rapist baby and stuff like that. So I do believe it was a contributing factor to it to an extent. And we saw, you know, the headlines were that massive amounts of young people voted and they they all voted Democrat. And African American turnout was, you know, in record highs. And so there was this narrative that there was you know, the abortion issue caused African Americans and young voters to turn out in record numbers, and that's why Republicans didn't win. And Republicans, you know, here, here's the thing it is a fact that in this country, you have a lot of low IQ voters, you have a lot of people that do not research whatsoever, you have a lot of people that. Appeals to emotion work, okay? Like, a lot of us are, are, we we think, we, we speak in terms of, you know, facts don't care about your feelings. We speak in terms of, like, numbers, the economy. And unfortunately, that doesn't appeal, as much as you might think, to certain demographics and certain people, especially young people who don't understand the economy whatsoever. And all that matters is the appeal to emotion, and if you can get an effective message that Republicans want to uh, murder, you know, women and take away their right, you, you can sit there and present facts all day. And it doesn't it doesn't register to a lot of people. So you have to appeal to emotion. It's just a fact. And so I'm not I, I think I agree with Trump on some level. But at the same time, I just find this odd that we're we're talking about this and neglecting the election fraud in this in this one truth he also says you know plus mitch stupid dollars and yes absolutely you know mitch mcconnell spending all this money in alaska for uh what's her face murkowski when blake masters it was a tight race uh and, and it could have been one when you had herschel walker coming within you know a few votes of warnock <laughs> and we we learned that the democrats spent two to one over Republicans, those are races that could have been won, and we would have the majority in the Senate if it weren't for Mitch McConnell, you know, subverting funds to, uh, you know, Rhino establishment creatures, and treating these people like uh, Herschel Walker and Blake Masters as lost causes. That's basically what they said. They're 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 not going to fund their campaigns because it's a lost cause. Well, no, if you actually look how close they came, they weren't lost causes. Had you funded them. We may be in a different situation. SM26, Happy New Year, Nick. Happy New Year to you, brother. And uh, Rock Crusher, Happy New Year, MILF. I'm not a MILF. (laughs) No, it's WILF. It's WILF, dude. WILF stands for Warrior for Independence, Liberty, and Freedom. I ain't no MILF. All right, so I just wanted to cover a couple little tidbits there before we get into actually no i'm sorry i have one more story <laughs> this i just found entertaining this was pure pure entertainment here democrats have a list of gop candidates that they fear in 2024 so you're 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 gonna love this take a look at the candidates that the democrats fear for potential uh, 2024 nominees for president a progressive pack american bridge released late in 2022 a list of potential Republican presidential candidates for 2024. The most prominent name on the list is, of course, former President Donald Trump. So that's good. That's good. I mean, if they, stop, if they stop fearing Donald Trump, then I would start to get worried. But the good news is the top of their list is Donald Trump. Now, of course, up next is Ron DeSantis, the current governor of Florida, who has become a household name in the last year or two. But, but the rest of the names are just pure entertainment, excluding uh, Christy Nome, maybe, you know, Glenn Youngkin. But look, they're afraid of Chris Sinunu of New Hampshire. They're afraid of Doug Deucey. They're afraid of Mike Pompeo, Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, and the lone representative on the list, Liz Cheney. <laughs> what, what world do these fuck... I'm sorry, I almost cussed there. What world are these people live in man? Despite the fact that Liz Cheney lost her re-election campaign after denouncing Trump in an epic freaking landslide, they th- seem to think there's a snowball's chance in hell that she could be the GOP candidate. Get out of here, man. Give me a break. Give me a break, man. These people are these people are retarded. They also had Mitt Romney on the list. <laughs> Mittens Romney, yeah, he's a big threat. I mean, if, if Mitt Romney or Liz Cheney gets in there, what? You basically have a Democrat for the GOP nomination. So, what are you worried about? You guys should be celebrating that. I think they just put these names on the list to act like there's not a uniparty, you know? <laughs> okay, so now let's talk about Kevin McCarthy. Let me, I got to adjust my camera setting. Something's wrong. Why am I blue? There we go. I guess that's a little better, but now I'm orange. I, I can't get this camera right. Uh, so we we've got 300 people watching. Give me uh, do me a favor and smash the rumble button. Subscribe if you haven't already, and uh, would love to have you here at the Wilf Pack. Join the family. And with that said, let's get into the big t- uh, two t- two top ticket stories for this show. We're going to talk about Kevin McCarthy, okay? Because we got a big problem on our hands, uh, man. I made a video on my new YouTube channel about this. By the way, I'm on YouTube at Nick Mo. And I'm trying to get it up and running. If we get like one video to go viral on YouTube and I tell everybody, hey, check out this link, you know, rumble.com slash Nick Cedar, we can draw a lot of people over to this platform and that's the goal. So uh, check me out on YouTube, Nick Mo, Nick space Mo. All right. So I made a video about this and I was saying that basically I don't think any of us were expecting to have this conversation at all prior to the midterms. You know, before the midterm election, everybody was saying, including myself, because I was taking my better judgment and pushing it off to the side, despite the fact that I know elections are rigged. I was saying it's going to be a red bloodbath. It's going to be an epic, uh, epic GOP landslide. And the reason, I, the reason is because I truly felt that the public has, you know, awakened to two years of living under Democrat rule. And I just couldn't fathom that we could possibly, you know, have a populace so stupid that when they go to the gas pump, and you know, just a couple years ago the gas was a dollar ninety six or a dollar eighty seven, and now it's four dollars and fifty cents. Some places more than that. And when they go to the grocery store and they try to buy a couple ribeyes, it's you know twice as much as before. Uh, you know when we when we know that there's a, a complete invasion at the border. Five million people have entered this country illegally just in the past two years and counting. You know, drug overdoses are way off the charts. Uh, We experience lockdowns and people trying to force experimental drugs on us. I just couldn't fathom to myself that the American populace could be so stupid that they would take the bait that, you know, uh, abortion. Abortion supersedes all of that. We have to kill babies, guys. Forget about... You know, the fact that your retirement is evaporating before your very eyes. Forget about the fact that everything you've worked for is being stripped away from you. And they're blatantly right in your face, taking away your constitutional rights on a daily basis and telling you it's for your own good. As we head into this corporatocracy, uh, technocracy, world economic forum, uh, new world order, uh, you know, freaking what's what's the word i always use this word i keep forgetting uh dystopian dystopian nightmare as we're heading into this dystopian nightmare right what's more important than all of that what supersedes all of that is that we have to be able to kill babies and the republicans want to take away your ability to do that so (laughs) forget about money forget about safety forget about security you know forget about your rights because the only right that matters is that we can kill more babies, and I was, I was, you know, as we're heading into this election, I'm like, <laughs> no, this isn't, this isn't going to work. They got nothing. Um, but anyways, where, where was I going with that? I was trying to say I believe that there was going to be a red bloodbath, and we were going to have an American, America first uh, Senate majority leader. We were going to have an America first. You know, uh, House Minority Leader. Or, I mean, House Speaker. I believed all this stuff and put my better judgment to the side because I forgot <laughs> elections are stolen. We have the same machines. We have the same mass-scale mail-in voting system. We have Eric voter rolls. We <laughs> all this stuff just kind of evaporated out, out of out of my mind because all of these political pundits that I entrusted in uh, were telling me that. We were going to see a red wave. And I was like, well, I'm new at this political thing, so maybe they're on to something. But, you know, election night and and the weeks that followed, it became very clear that, well, when nothing changes, nothing changes. So now that we have a razor-thin uh, majority in the House and we lost the Senate, now we're having conversations about how it is strategically sound that we need to all unite behind Kevin McCarthy Because otherwise, we're playing a dangerous game. And the Democrats and the Rhinos they could collude together and elect Liz Cheney. And so we would be stupid to try to put anybody else in there, despite the fact that, oh, I don't know, 99.999% of the population doesn't want Kevin McCarthy, and this would be completely subverting the will of the people. Um, We all have to be smart about this, okay? So... We have this vote. Uh, the House is set to vote tomorrow to choose the next speaker. And Kevin McCarthy is almost certainly going to be the next House speaker. But it does appear at the last minute, there's a bit of a Hail Mary going on behind the scenes. There is an effort between Matt Gates and several other uh, House Republicans holding the line and planning to elect a House speaker other than Kevin McCarthy, and I don't know who that is. Like I said, I made a video about this, and I posted the clip on Telegram. But Mr. Bob Good has some plans. Mr. Bob Good of Virginia, he's got a plan going on behind the scenes here, and he was on Fox talking about this covert operation to elect somebody else for House Speaker, and so I want to go ahead and play that clip, and I think this is it. We'll block Kevin. There'll be, uh, I I suspect, 10 to 15 members who will vote against him on the first ballot tomorrow uh, that will vote for Andy Biggs. Uh, But then I think you'll see on the second ballot uh, an increasing number of members vote for uh, a true... uh, candidate who can represent the conservative center of the conference, can motivate the base, inspire Republicans across the country, get the country, get to two hundred and eighteen votes, bring our conference together to fight against the uh, radical Democrat agenda. The most extreme so, agenda so, we've so, ever wait, wait, wait. seen let me stop you there. Who is that name? We we here we are in the eleventh yeah. hour. There are no names. Give me a name. It's not Indy Biggs. any Biggs isn't gonna win. But, well, I'm gonna resist for a few more hours what I have resisted for the last several weeks because as you know if we were to put forth a name right now over the last few weeks that person would have all the attacks and retaliation and all this. So you so don't we're... have a name, I mean, what yeah. leader? Riff, you'll see that name tomorrow on the second. Okay, so I'm not sure how the volume was because whenever I play a clip, I can't hear it at all. But basically, what we're talking about here is a plan that is covert. Nobody seems to know. I mean, nobody knows who we're talking about here, and he wouldn't tell the Fox reporter who it was. Um, basically, because he doesn't want the establishment in the media to attack this person, and because it, I mean it's it's very smart. If if they were to announce who they're planning to put up there besides Kevin McCarthy, then of course you're going to have hit pieces, you're going to have slander, you're going to have a massive attempt, a massive effort to destroy this person's credibility uh, prior to the you know prior to the vote, and so they're. This has obviously been going on behind the scenes. There's been planning uh, this operation for some time, but uh, immediately I would have thought it would be Andy Biggs, right? Because that's who they initially put up against Kevin McCarthy in the first vote. And he only got like 33 votes. Um, and in that, in that little clip, it appears that it's not Andy Biggs. So the question is, who is it? I don't, I don't know who it's going to be. It could be, you know, Jim Jordan. It could be Matt Gates. Jennifer Asper, though, and she's very, you know, astute. She she pays very close attention. Uh, she says that she thinks that it's going to be Steve Scalise, which would be a b- big disappointment. But either way, to me, honestly, I actually don't care who it is. And I'll tell you why. Because I really, I just want to see somebody hold the line and subvert and sabotage and throw a wrench in the plans of the establishment i mean what's the worst that could happen let's think about it okay so let's say we can't get the votes for mccarthy and that allows the democrats to i don't know put up liz cheney or you know something like that what would be the big difference i mean what do we get with kevin mccarthy nothing weakness uh the guy's already said that he doesn't plan have any plans to impeach joe biden to impeach Secretary uh, Secretary Mayorkas, anybody in Joe Biden's cabinet, despite the fact that there is absolutely ample evidence that they have done things that are impeachable, I mean, we could make a, a gigantic list about why Joe Biden needs to be impeached. Dis- I mean, besides his incompetence, I mean, his incoherence, his dementia, you have Afghanistan, you have the economy, uh, you have... Well, I mean, there's the the border. There's so many things, man. There's so many reasons to impeach Joe Biden. We also have the quid pro quo with, what was it, Saudi Arabia. I mean, they impeached Trump for a so-called quid pro quo with UK- Ukraine, but we know that Joe Biden had a quid pro quo where he you know, had the prosecutor fired investigating his son. We also had the where he said he was going to withhold military aid from Saudi Arabia if they didn't uh, ramp up production just until after the midterms. Right. So there's so many things to impeach him for. And yet Kevin McCarthy doesn't seem to think so. And his reasoning was we talked about this before. He said basically, well, we don't want to look like hypocrites because we sat here and criticized when they impeached Donald Trump and it was all political. And so if we get if we get in there and we just start, if we go, you know, scorched earth on the Democrats, that would just make us look like a bunch of hypocrites. And I think it's time for unity. And I think it's time for pe- Shut the hell up, you baby back bitch, Kevin McSwampy. It's... It, it, it's 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 not even comparable. The Democrats have been taking political prisoners, uh, impeaching Trump for 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 an insurrection that he never actually did, impeached him for uh, trying to ex- trying to hold Joe Biden accountable for his quid pro quo. They impeached Trump for a quid pro quo. It has been nothing but political targeting. It has been nothing but fabricating crimes where there are none to take down their political opposition. And on the other hand, the Democrats have actually committed crimes. They've they've committed multiple crimes, endless crimes. So to say, well, we don't want to look like hypocrites. What are you talking about, dude? No, it's you're part of the same uniparty establishment. You're part of the swamp. And so you're not going to go after... Your fellow swamp members. I mean, if you were to drain the swamp down down at the bottom, you would see, you know, Chuck Schumer and flopping around, you know, with his mouth open. You would see Nancy Pelosi's big, you know, floppy jugs flopping down there. And you'd see Kevin McCarthy. You're all part of the same system, you're all part of the same swamp. So that's why. Don't give me this, well, we don't want you to look like hypocrites. The reality is, we, the people, want accountability we want i mean let's be honest i want revenge i want revenge i know that's a dirty word but that's exactly what i want uh i want i want somebody with some balls to go scorched earth and turn the tables on these people and it's not going to be kevin mccarthy and so if if they sabotage the effort and you get liz cheney instead what's the big difference there there's not a big difference it's the same shit so so here's what they're doing, okay? Uh, Bob Good, Matt Gates, and Andy Biggs, and several others. Kevin McCarthy needs 218 votes to be elected speaker, right? And so here's, you know, the bad thing about having a slim majority is that you end up in this situation where, you know, you're saying we have to unite behind Kevin McCarthy or, or you know, we're playing a dangerous game. But at the same time, it's good because it only takes a handful to uh, block Kevin McCarthy, right? It only takes, what, four to stand up. And we know that we have 10 to 15 that are going to refuse on the first ballot. Now, here's how it works. Uh, if So they have the initial vote. And if nobody gets 218, then they take another roll call. And they'll continually do this over and over until somebody wins, and what we're what we can probably expect is that there's going to be some sort of um gridlock in the first vote and i I mean in the first vote nobody's going to get elected you're going to have these people that are refusing to vote for mccarthy and then if it happens enough times then they'll have an emergency meeting where they go behind the scenes and debate backstage and uh you know, when they do this in private, they'll come back out and reach a decision. So this could go on for some time. It's probably not going to go on all night, but we're at least going to see several attempts, uh, several votes taken. Now, what's going to be <laughs> what's going to be really interesting, given that the Democrats know that this is going to go down, there's going to be a gridlock in the first vote with the Republicans refusing to vote for Kevin McCarthy. What if they've got their own covert operation where they've already got like a few rhinos in their back pocket and they they're they're ready and waiting to pounce at the opportunity to elect somebody else at the on the first first ballot that's gonna be that would be uh that would be crazy you know so i personally i like i said i'm at this point where i just feel like it's all a big circle jerk at this point you know after what happened in the midterms <laughs> i'm not expecting anything to change anything really drastic to happen uh, anybody to be held accountable by the same establishment you know i i just so this this entire system needs to freaking be shaken to the core and the corruption has to be uprooted and so if there's a bunch of look if, if basically what i'm saying is that if there is a massive um, upset in this vote and it ends up being somebody besides Kevin McCarthy and it's not an America first person at the very least, we're going to see, you know, a wrench in the plans of the establishment. And so to me, it's like pure entertainment at that point. And uh, I just, I just want to see some people with some balls stand up and do the right thing. This is what they always tell you. They always say, Well, we can't do that because we don't have the votes. You know, like the the Arizona Republicans, we're not even going to put it on the ballot uh, to get rid of the machines. We're not even going to call for a vote to get rid of the machines because of Paul Boyer. No, that's not how it works. You force a vote. Okay. And then everybody sees, I got a sneeze. Hold on. Uh, I might pass. Okay. I avoided the sneeze. Okay, and it's just my mind over matter, my ability to uh, force my body at will to hold back a sneeze. That was so we should all be impressed, and everybody, please smash the rumble button as my reward for being amazing. Now, I think it's total bullshit the justifications that they give us for why we all need to unite behind Kevin McCarthy, even though it's not the right thing to do. It's strategic. No, I just want to see people do the right thing. I just want to see people stand up, grow some balls, and do the right thing. So regardless of the outcome, I am very happy to see people like Matt Gaetz, um, Andy Biggs, you know, and, and whoever else is on that list of 8, 10, 15 Republicans refusing to vote for McCarthy. <clears throat> and so uh, now with that, we're going to jump into this next story. But first, I'm going to play a message from our sponsor, Goldco, once again. Guys, listen. The last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%, the U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet, while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%, and silver rocketed over 2,400%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation? That's why I want you to visit nicklovesgold.com, because when you do... You'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, you could get up to $10,000 in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity, so don't miss what could be your best opportunity to protect your retirement savings. Visit nicklovesgold.com. That's nicklovesgold.com. Okay, so, like I said at the beginning of this show, we got two big ticket stories here. One, you know, we just talked about Kevin McCarthy. And two, Check this out. uh, Damn it. (laughs) I did it again. I played the video twice. Sorry. So check this out. Now, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but essentially after Elon Musk took took over Twitter, you had all of these liberals, these leftists screaming that um, Elon Musk is a dictator. He's destroying democracy by allowing free speech on Twitter. And they all encouraged each other to flock to a new social media platform called Mastodon. And effectively, it is like the truth social for communists. Uh, It is a complete left-wing echo chamber. And people like Mark Elias and Greta Thunberg and even um, a lot of journalists. Remember, Remember when there was that Elon Flight Tracker account that was doxing his private jet despite the fact that he had uh, actually, he was his private jet's location is completely private and cannot be tracked using public information. Well, that account that was doxing him and led to an attempted attack on his family, that account then went to Mastodon. And you had all these journalists posting the link encouraging people to go over to Mastodon so they could continue to dox Elon Musk. All right, so that's Mastodon. Now, apparently... According to this uh, this article, InfoSec, Mastodon, a social media platform dominated by pedophiles and child porn. Now, when I read you guys the details here, it is absolutely sickening. But it should come as no surprise to anybody, given the fact that, I mean, it's not even a conspiracy anymore that the Democrat Party and these, these liberals and especially those that are celebrities and in Hollywood, are all a bunch of freaking kid-effers. I mean, we've seen the evidence so many different times. A lot of people say Pizzagate's a conspiracy. Okay, well, fine. Let, I, I believe in Gate, but let's say it's a conspiracy. Well, you at least believe Epstein Island was a thing, right? <laughs> okay, so so you know that the the global elites engage in pedophilia and we've seen the flight log and the majority of them that have been to epstein island are democrats um you know and and how many people over at cnn and msnbc were caught engaging in uh pedophilia there's i mean it's not a conspiracy anymore and one of the things that a recent development a recent discovery that was very interesting was when we had um John Podesta's niece dis- it was discovered that she held a top board position at Twitter and John Podesta's niece i think Le- i think her name was Lisa was allowing and enabling child pornography on Twitter for a decade as well as child trafficking despite numerous complaints and a, a lot of attempts to crack down on it from people below uh, Lisa Podesta. And all of those complaints were ignored. So there was... We also had Yoel Roth over at Twitter was discovered to be a complete and total weirdo, wrote a dissertation about how children should be allowed to use the gay sex acts, uh, sex app grinder. And there's there's just been all of these proxies within Twitter allowing pedophilia or, you know, pedo enablers. We also know that there was all these FBI proxies in Twitter. And what do we know about the FBI? Well, they didn't they raid Epstein Island? And didn't they fail to prosecute? (laughs) Didn't? I mean, they know that the world, the elites are a bunch of kid efforts, right? And they've actually shifted a bunch of investigatory power from uh, child trafficking to domestic terrorism, the FBI is part of it, is what I'm trying to say. And so you have all these FBI people at Twitter, you have John Podesta's daughter, you have Ro- Yoel Roth, and after those people get exposed and uh, tossed out of the platform, and Twitter starts cracking down on uh, pedophilia and child porn, all of them are, you know, all these people are saying, let's go to Mastodon. And now we have this expose. Following a sec juice investigation, it is it has become clear that Mastodon is a social media platform dominated by pedophiles and most of its content is child porn. Shocking, right? So I've parsed this article and excluded a bunch I've trimmed the fat for you guys. because uh, a lot of it's just boring technical crap. Uh, but check this out. Shortly after Elon Musk took over Twitter, some of the most influential people in infosec began tweeting that they were leaving Twitter. In their haste to flee Twitter, these influencers set up set up accounts on a social media platform called Mastodon without knowing much about the place they were migrating to or anything about the kinds of communities that call Mastodon their home. So check this out. It was uh it's been known that Mastodon was home to child uh, child porn and, and pedophilia since what they call the Great Pedophile Invasion of 2017. Now, that's an interesting title, The Great Pedophile Invasion of 2017. And the backstory here, I promise you, it's interesting, so stick around. You may think a term like the Great Pedophile Invasion sounds ridiculously hyperbolic, but an invasion is exactly how the Mastodon community described it at the time. On April 14, 2017, Mastodon users across the Fediverse started to see what users described as a flood of child porn federating across their instances generated by what users described as an organized invasion of pedophiles. So isn't that isn't that strange? An organized invasion of pedophiles. Um they've actually identified what was the cause of this and it's really disturbing and uh like I said, we'll get to that. It's at, it's at the end of this article, but it's really disturbing and eye-opening. Some things that I didn't know, but um, you're, you're definitely going to want to hear this. So anyways, it must have really felt like an organized invasion to the one-year-old Mastodon community at the time, approximately 160,000 users. Because the number of people on Mastodon suddenly grew by approximately 140,000 users... They were an inch away from doubling the Mastodon user base over the space of one weekend. So in one weekend, about fifty percent of the user base, all of a sudden, was flooded with um, pedophiles, and so that's like a massive uptick. That's not there was some there there had to have been some sort of factor to this because you don't just have. You start with 160,000 users and then all of a sudden 140,000 pedophiles just flood the platform. Less than a week later on April 24, the total number of posts on the largest on the largest of the child porn invader communities overtook the total number of posts on Mastodon social in its entire existence. <clears throat> the next section child porn communities continue to dominate Mastodon Flash forward to 2022, and those two giant Macedon child porn communities currently rank second and third on the Fediverse leaderboard in terms of user numbers, making up the two largest instances. So this is current. The big flood happened in 2017, but as of 2022, the two biggest communities, or two of the biggest communities ranked second and third are uh, child porn. Okay, now apparently there is a search feature which is um, makes it so that you cannot see the existing users, their content, and their communities by default. And this is not a bug; this is a feature. They say because the search function on Mastodon is broken by design, it is set up so that new users cannot see all of the existing users. Their content and their communities in the Fediverse by default. The founder of Mastodon clearly doesn't want search to work. He has made it clear that the lack of search is by design and not a bug. Now, here's where we get into the crazy story about this invasion of child, uh, child porn on Mastodon. And this is just unbelievable, man. I did not know this, and it's really disturbing and really sickening. So what they discovered is that this flood in in 2017 the the pedophiles um were mostly almost almost exclusively Japanese. The people that were coming to this platform uploading child porn and 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 you know they were almost all Japanese. Again this happened in August 2017. So apparently and again I didn't know this but the Japanese are really into child porn. In Japan, they do not feel as strongly as we do about pedophiles, and they only made possession of child porn illegal in 2014. Before then, everything was legal, and generations of Japanese grew up thinking child porn was nerdy rather than immoral or illegal. Just eight years ago, you could be caught by the police watching hardcore child, hardcore child porn, and you wouldn't get into any legal trouble for it. Although the law passed in 2014, it wasn't until mid-2016 that the authorities finally began to clamp down hard on the illegal kinds of child porn, which is what drove so many Japanese pedophiles to migrate onto Mastodon in early 2017. So basically what you have here is a situation where uh, for a long time, child porn in, in Japan was totally legal, even hardcore child porn, and they passed a law in 2014 but it wasn't enforced until around 2017, so that's why, in August 2017 there was a flood of Japanese uh, people that were in you know into child porn migrated to this platform mastodon and it's a way for them to I guess get away with it. so <sighs> Japan didn't even make all child porn illegal either. They only made photos and videos with real children in them illegal. Computer-generated imagery of children, no matter how sexual, is not illegal in the eyes of the law. Neither are animated cartoons, drawings, or physical sex dolls that resemble children. Man. So, like I said, I, I didn't know this. It's really sickening, man. It just... Uh, as somebody who... like, So, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm in recovery. Uh, I struggled with addiction many years ago. And I worked in the behavioral health setting for many years. And to just know so many, so many people that are victims of, um, you know, childhood sexual abuse and the impact that that's had on their lives. And, you know, it just, this, this really disturbs me. I mean, I'm getting my throat feel. I feel like my throat's closing up a little bit just reading this because, um, it's a sick world we live in, man. But anyways, to shift to a, uh, I'm not trying to get emotional, but there is a massive concerted effort to move a bunch of people over to this platform, which is predominantly child porn. What, what is going on here? There's, I, I really, um, I'm not saying everybody, I'm not saying every person that is migrated to Mastodon is a child kid lover, but there's obviously an opportunity presented for these people to view certain content on this platform by the boatloads so anybody that is joining this platform especially prominent people telling other people to join this platform i would say there's reason to be suspicious about those people wouldn't you and here's a couple of those people one being kathy griffin now again i'm not trying to get a defamation lawsuit i'm not saying that these people are encouraging engaging in or anything like that, child porn. I'm just telling you these are some of the most prominent names that have shifted to the platform. Kathy Griffin being one, Greta Thunberg being another, and this is a very crappy list. Um, I wanted to do a little research on who's on this platform, but I was afraid that I might encounter child porn and I don't want to see that crap. So I don't have a bunch of names. But one that I do know, because I've seen this, is uh, Mark Elias. Mark Elias has been building a following over there. Perkins Coie, uh, Hillary Clinton's attorney, the DNC's operative—that you know, the cleanup crew that comes in whenever somebody's exposing election fraud—he's over there. And there's a lot of journalists that you know, after they were suspended for doxing, have moved over there. So you just have to wonder. I mean, I mean, you just have to wonder what's going on here. Um, why, 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 why not? There's, there's plenty of alternatives. There's plenty of social media platforms, Twitter clones that they could be encouraging people to go to, but they chose this one. So anyways, I want to, uh, ask you guys, please to smash that rumble button, subscribe to this channel. Also consider going to nickmoseater.locals.com. When you become a $5 supporter, you get access to an extra video, extra live stream every week, at least one and it is a boatload of fun over there. It's a lot more, I engage with the chat, and uh, we have more casual conversations, and it's more uh, family-friendly oriented. Also, uh, definitely go to nicklovesgold.com and get your free IRS loophole kit. You got nothing to lose. It's free. And uh, learn how you can protect your retirement from this massive, massive inflation, and just, uh, you know, protect your retirement from the devaluation of the freaking dollar that you've worked really hard for we just had 1.7 trillion dollars this big omnibus bill that nobody read yet and the you know inflation has a bit of a lag we won't see the effects of this stuff this massive money printing for a period of time so when joe biden says well it's coming down okay we're we're, we're doing better this quarter no it's, <laughs> it's it ain't going to get any better anytime soon Ah, H joy 13 says, just got here. What is this about McCarthy? Sorry, man. You're going to have to hit the replay button. You can uh, rewind back to the beginning. We talked about that already, but yes, the vote is tomorrow. We're going to find out who will be the next house speaker. And we have a concerted effort to prevent Kevin McCarthy from subverting the will of the American people, you know? So again, smash the rumble button. I just, uh, I decided to go live despite my sickness and we actually did pretty good. I didn't even cough. Dayquil actually works. Dayquil works pretty good. But, uh, each day I, I, it's really unpredictable. I wake up, I'm like, I'm feeling better today. And then I wake up the next day and I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like crap. I can't get out of bed. So we'll see. We'll see tomorrow. I'll try to be back here around noon. If I can muster up the strength But if the news is real, real slow, I might take the day off. So make sure to not just subscribe, but turn your notifications on. That way you get notified every time we go live. You'll get the banner notification, and my sporadic schedule will not be an issue, because you'll know. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And I will see you next time.